an update to this episode that is being added after this has already been posted. Unfortunately, the guest that you are going to be listening to has passed away since this recording. Please appreciate all of the words and wisdom that you listen to from the beautiful and very fucking missed Jack Haynes. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I want to thank 777 Sounds for making that kick-ass introduction song. You can find them on Instagram at 777sounds. A few little announcements. Please make sure you guys are following me on social media. My TikTok and Instagram are Gemini underscore goddess 420. And then you can follow the podcast on Facebook um, by typing in Coven of Rejects. Of course, the Patreon is listed in the description below. We have a new segment officially on there. The True Crime and Witchcraft is launched. The first episode is up there. I'm so excited for you guys to listen. We're talking about near decapitation, and we are trying to figure out, based on just the evidence of the body, whether this is witchcraft or not. It's such a good episode. So make sure you guys are signed on to the Patreon. Every single tier has access. And then speaking about true crime. um, So I've been working on a new true crime merch line and I actually wasn't going to announce it to you guys until after my birthday at the end of the month. Uh, But then I got the samples in today and I just had to make an announcement. So you guys can see um, a couple of the items over on my TikTok. Um, So go over there. Let me know in the comments if you guys think I should drop the line early or if we should wait until my birthday. I'm thinking about also dropping like a huge discount with it too so that everybody can order what they want. But you guys let me know what you guys are thinking. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. So with that being said, let's talk about what's happening with today's episode, shall we? This week's episode is from a different perspective today, and I want to challenge everybody to listen to this episode all the way through, even if these views don't align with what your views are. There are listeners of this podcast who are just leaving organized religion, or they're still in it, and they're trying to understand expanding on their spirituality, and they're trying to heal religious traumas also, and I really think that Who you guys are going to be listening to today is going to be able to help with that and is going to be a huge resource and has a beautiful message and perspective. And there's listeners every week who listen to our witchcraft stuff, even if that doesn't personally align with them in that moment, they're finding an understanding and a comfort in that. And so I think that we can all do the same thing for an hour while we're listening to this and listen to a different perspective and listen to something that's going to be helpful to um, an ally and a friend that listens to the podcast. So with that being said, this week's guest is Jack. And this is the husband of Jess, who was on our episode a couple of months ago called Safe Haven. 
And if you guys will remember, they started an organization that helps people in domestic violence um, relationships and situations to get out and have safe places to go and resources available to them. They are now life coaches as well to be able to help get people connected with therapy and all all that. They're huge mental health advocates and Jack and Jess and Jack, who you guys are going to be listening to today and getting to know, um, I know them outside of, you know, just talking on the podcast. I know their souls and that they're beautiful people and that the way that they treat people is truly how people who are saying that they are Christian um, and trying to share God's word should be treating people and they just, I want you guys to get to know them as well. And then those of you who do resonate with this episode today, um, Jack, you can reach out to him. He is wonderful. I'm going to drop his socials into this. You can reach out to him at any point, ask questions. Um, I believe that the church sermons that he does, I think they're called church sermons. I believe that they're recorded so that you could attend his um, church as well um, virtually. So if that ends up being something that you're interested in, you let me know or let Jack know and we'll get you all connected to what we need to do. So with no further ado, here is Jack Haynes. Hello. Okay, we are working now. Excellent. Absolutely. We are working, girls. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> I told Jess that you're going to be an honorary lady at that women's retreat she's taking you to. Absolutely. Those that don't know, this is uh, Jess's husband. Jess was on uh, an episode a few months ago. It was the Safe Haven episode. And you are Jack, who we talked about during the whole episode. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I certainly appreciate it. And uh I'm I'm not exactly new to being talked about, but being talked nice about was was good. Uh. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know what? I I love having you on because something that's really important to me, and I know to you guys too. When I've talked with you and Jess, is you know there is such a one dimensional way that I feel like. Um, People in Christianity or organized religion just within like, you know, an abstract spiritual community is that everybody is assholes and that you guys are all sticks in the mud and whatever. And you and Jess are so and you also are just so different from that. You guys have gotten readings from me before we even did the podcast. And Mm -hmm. we've always talked about spirituality um, if nothing discusses your, your personality, we're literally going to be doing shots and never have I ever after this for <laughs> Patreon, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, if it's, if it's to help a cause, I'm, it's a good excuse as any, I'll take it. Love that. So I want to learn more about you and what your story is. Um, so I know that you are, are, did you found your own church? I know that you're a bishop. How how did that work? Uh, excellent question. I actually see. We may have to start from way back, get in the way back machine, and go way back to Do to it. really explain how that works. I was raised Baptistical, and for those who aren't religious and don't know, Baptist. Uh, now I'm not I'm not saying this of all Baptists. I'm saying from where I come from, the people that that I came from fit perfectly the description that you gave for how people are perceived that are Christian. Uh, stick in the muds, you know. Uh, why do 
why do Baptists not have sex standing up? Because somebody may think they're dancing. Uh, that's one of the jokes that you might hear about them. And it, 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 there's enough truth in there to, to giggle about. Um, and Pentecostal. So my dad was actually a Methodist. My mom was Church of God. And there's a lot more depth to my mom specifically uh, than just that label. But that's, that's the religious background that she came from. And so my dad kind of had us going to Baptistcostal churches. That's Baptist with a Church of God type twist where um, the Holy Spirit needed to be allowed to move. And so um, for those who don't know about church, just understand that it can get really interesting for those who don't know. Speaking in tongues, for example. Um, and as I got older... as I grew as a human as well as someone who wanted to follow a spiritual path and understand who God was and what God was about. The thing that I kept noticing over and over again was no matter where I went to church, no matter what the flavor, it was all about me, mine, and my. It was about how people acted. It was about how people talked. It was about people, people, people. It wasn't about, okay, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking about the spiritual side. I want to know about God. And then I went to this little church. It was a charismatic Episcopal church. What's that? It's uh, Episcopal. So it's got candles and the the rituals uh, that make Protestants so nervous. But then it's also charismatic in the sense that, okay, give the Holy Spirit room to move. Uh, and so I go to this thing and I'm like, I got no idea what this is about, but suddenly they're singing glory to God in the highest peace to his people <laughs> on earth, Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and father. And I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't about people's egos. Uh, and so it got my attention and I, I started to learn more. And of course, egos are always a part of it. I don't care what, what approach you're taking to anything in life and no matter what approach you're taking to spirituality ego is going to come into play and and part of what you need to do as you're trying to be spiritual is to at least understand what part is ego you know not necessarily remove it just understand it so that you know okay this this is me talking and okay this is this might be outside of me right and so um I'm with the CEC for a while, and then I ended up, and I'm going to shorten this portion, I ended up uh, going into what's called the Charismatic Catholic Church. And So you were um, in a charismatic, uh, what was it? Um, Episcopal. That word. And um, I almost said apostle, and then I'm like, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> um, and then you went over to Charismatic Catholic Yes, and there's a whole book I could write about how that happened, and I won't, I won't, I won't bore people with the details. Okay, uh, but just to understand that at some point, I ended up in I'll I'll call it the CCC to to make it easier. I ended up in the CCC, and I ended up going to seminary. I'm sorry to interrupt, but what what made you go from being in the um, God damn it, what's the fucking word? <laughs> 
Um, what made you go from the other church religion that you'd been with and then um, going over to the Catholic part? Like, what was the mindset for you to make that jump over? Because going from something, going into Catholicism is mm-hmm. like a pretty big commitment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty big. Uh, the CEC really was just preparing me for the CCC. The Episcopal was preparing me for the Catholic. The Catholic was something that I needed. Now, I want to be really clear here. It's something I needed. I'm not saying that it's something that if you don't follow this path, you're on the wrong path. Uh, to me, and I can go into depth as to why I believe these things, but for now, just to, to keep it short, for me, it's just what I needed. Uh, I'm a kid with ADHD. I need something to hold my attention. Um, and then while I was there, and, and I honestly believe that um, the Holy Spirit led me there. Um, and, and while I was there, I realized that, okay, I have to be in the ministry. I have to help other people. Uh, and so I ended up joining the seminary. I ended up becoming a deacon and then a priest. And then I was a priest for eight years. Wow. And as a priest, I was watching bad things happening. Not, not people doing bad things, just things were starting to fall apart with the people that I was ministering with. And part of it was the leadership was getting old and some of it was becoming senile. Uh, and so I ended up being elected and asked to be a bishop and I took that on. And so I became a bishop. Is it just that you didn't agree with, because you said it's not people who were doing anything. So were you just not agreeing with the way that their like beliefs were being morphed and discussed? Or were there things that were actually being done and taught that you're like, nah, not for me? Uh, good question. It was really more of a duplicity. They said they believed one thing, but then the way they were treating people was different. Now, Okay. I, I am convinced, by the way, that that was a mental issue, not a heart issue. Because they were older and becoming more um, slipping towards senility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I became, became a bishop so that I could protect the people from that weirdness. Because be weird with me all day long and I'll, I'll protect the people. Um, <laughs> and I was a bishop for a year. And then my patriarch, now a patriarch is the same thing as a pope. So the guy that's in charge of all of it, it doesn't, depending on your religious beliefs, doesn't have to be a guy. But in this case, it was a guy. Uh, the guy who was in charge of all of it actually wrote me permission to go help another group that was coming together as a new church. And I went to the first. Now, a, a meeting of bishops is called a synod. So I get my release papers. I've, I'm given permission to change churches because I just feel like they need me over there. I go over there and I'm in the first synod meeting and they elect me patriarch. I become the new Pope. And that was um, enthroned is the way they phrase it. I was enthroned um, on the feast of St. Andrew, um, November 30th of 2009. And so, so you went over to this new church and then immediately became the Pope. Yes. Okay. Uh, They, they felt like, I was the one that was supposed to be in charge of it. So I've been in charge of the Nicene Church ever since. So it was created uh, in the summer of 2009. I was enthroned November 30th, 2009, and I've been in charge of the Nicene Church ever since. Okay. 
long story to a short question. I do apologize. But. No, and that's so, and that's still the Catholicism. It is actually, we refer to ourselves as pre-denominational. Okay. And, and the idea is uh, in the, the, the gathering of the Nicene Council, where we get the Nicene Creed from, if you've ever heard that. I have not. Uh, well, the, the church came together and said, okay, what are the things that we have to believe and what are the things that don't matter? And so at that oh. point, no matter how out there you were, as long as you believed the certain principles of the Nicene Creed, you were considered part of the church. And we consider ourselves pre-denominational. We, uh, as a matter of fact, we are going to consecrate a bishop uh, tomorrow and we'll have Anglican bishops that are helping us to do it. Now, Anglican is Church of England. Um, I have in the past consecrated a bishop who the mandate to make him a bishop mm -hmm. was actually written by Benedict XVI of Rome. The Roman Pope had said, make this guy a bishop. And I was the one that picked up the mandate and actually made him a bishop into our church. Um, and there were Roman Catholic priests at the service and there were... Uh, Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox priests at the service. Now, we didn't have bishops from the other churches there, but we did have priests that represented it that kind of said, okay, we, we're praying for you guys. We kind of agree with this. And so the idea is you don't have to be my flavor to be a follower of Christ. Now, I, I, there's also a lot of other deeper rabbit holes that uh, hopefully we'll have time to go down that, that gets even more interesting than that. But, but basically, just because somebody need something different from me to be able to reach God doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that God is smart enough to give us uh, different approaches so that we can, we can all make it to, uh, to see who he is. And I say he, because that's the traditional phrase, but actually God's bigger than gender. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Okay. So you guys are, so would you consider it non non-denominational if you have so many different it sounds well, like you have a lot of different people making up one thing if if english were simple i would say non-denominational but the fact of the matter is so many people have taken the phrase non-denomination and turned it into a type of denomination mm -hmm. that it doesn't really tell the truth to the people who know what that word means okay. uh, i would refer to it as pre-denominational like you can be whatever denomination you feel most helps you get where you're going, but that's not what God is worried about. And when, when they came to Jesus Christ and they said, Hey, how do we get on team heaven? And he said, love God, love your neighbor. He didn't say who to hate. He said who to love. And his answer was God and everybody else. Yeah. And, and, he, and he also said, they'll know you by your love. They'll know you follow me by your love. So if, you know a quote-unquote Christian by who they hate. Well, sorry to tell you, but you're not a follower of Jesus. You might be a Christian by the definition that we use Christian by now, but you're not following Jesus because he said not to do that. See, and this is what I love so much about um, the friendship that we all have and the conversations that we have is that there's always that same root of that's not what actually we were supposed to be doing with that. And yeah. the whole point is to come at it with like a loving and accepting thing. And you're always so open to having conversations. I mean, 
And I, I find you to be very respectful as well. I'd like to point out, um, you know, with even, you know, the other day when I sent you guys a text and you're like, oh, do you mind if I like pray to open up um, the pathways for that? Like, you know, with your permission. And I just thought that was like such a respectful way to ask that. And um, I, I love that. Um, I also think that you um, make a very like safe and comfortable place for if somebody were to come to you and say, hey, I, I'm resonating with something that you're saying and this other thing doesn't make sense where I feel like you would explain to them where you're coming from and hear what their viewpoints are and help. Sure. And I think that's something that people should have access to because even people who want to stay inside of a... Um, you know, who don't have alternate spirituality like me, and they want to be with God and have, um, you know, more of a, a more of a Christian leading, but mm -hmm. they don't want to be boxed in. I feel like this is beautiful because those people have that option. Um, my sister-in-law being one of them, I, I'm getting her in touch with Jess this weekend because this is a conversation that we got into yesterday. I just thought the timing was so perfect and I'm not going to tell her all of her business, but sure. um, it was perfect timing for him hey, going to a church and this isn't super aligned with me, but I, but I do love God and what do I do? And I think that it's important for people to have those resources the same way that they do with my podcast with alternative spirituality yeah. and asking questions to be able to come to you. Well, can I share something with you? Please. Uh, in the Bible, it tells us that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are, are higher than our ways. Basically saying we're too stupid to understand, not our fault, right? Yeah. Uh, but then people who call themselves Christian then go to tell people, explain to people what God is. And that's just completely anti what their own book is telling them. Because the reality of it is what, what I call the Bible is an attempt to communicate between I would liken it to a, a human communicating with a dog right the dog is going to understand some of that stuff but then there's other things that it's just doesn't is never going to make sense and to to say that hey I'm the best dog ever and I understand exactly what the person is saying just shows your ignorance yeah and and Let's say that God is a uh, programmer, a computer programmer. And in the beginning, he said, I want to make some characters in the program like me. So I'm going to give them the ability to create code within the game. And so he makes us in such a way that we can actually affect the community, the, the world around us. I can, I can manifest things the same way he did. He said, I want to, and I, again, I keep saying he, that's just the tradition so that people, because well, what God said, they said, let's make these creatures in our image and then made man and woman so that we could encapsulate it all because just one of us can't cover it. It's, it's going to take the community of us to cover it. So he makes, makes two who then create things. And when they mess up and get kicked out of the garden, he put a guard to the tree of life. Now, people are like, oh, God was so mad at us that he didn't want us back. No, a guard's job isn't just to keep things out. It's to protect the pathway back. Okay. And God has spent the entirety of the Bible and with us trying to understand it and translate what he's telling us to write and writing it because 
while it's, I do believe it's the inspired word of God. It is through humans who write it and humans are notorious for making mistakes. And so, you know, you gotta, you gotta take things in context and not just assume everything is right because so many times God would say things like, I'm just going to kill them all. Forget it. And then the next chapter, he's like, I love you. You're my, my favorite hmm. to the, to the same people. Right. So there's a message there that's bigger than the actual words. Um, and we get so bogged down in the weeds that we forget to step back and look at the whole message. And the whole message is God, God was walking with us in the garden in the evening. And then we chose to make a mistake, do something we weren't supposed to. By the way, I believe that the whole, the whole, whether you believe it literally or you, you believe that it's uh, just painting a picture, I think the whole uh, tree in the garden that you're not supposed to eat from mm-hmm. was a hot stove that he was saying, don't touch the hot stove or you're going to burn yourself. We burn ourselves and said, okay, look how angry you were at me because I'm now burnt. And he's like, dude, come on. Because he's walking in the garden with us before we sin. After we sin, what's the next thing he does? Walks in the garden in the evening. And then he says, uh, where are you guys at? What's going on? And we explain, and he's like, really? And so he does things to to clothe us because now we're demanding to be clothed. Okay, we're creators. He's going to allow us to create what we need to. So, okay, you want to be clothed? Here's your clothes, right? And then the rest of it is just him saying, will you give me permission to love you again, please? And we're like, no, can't do it because we've sinned too bad. And, and finally, in, in my whole vision of the whole crucifixion thing where people are like, God was so mad he had to kill somebody, BS. It was we had convinced ourselves we were so far that somebody had to die. And God said, fine, if you demand there be a sacrifice, I will sacrifice myself. Now will you please come back to me? Will you believe that I love you now? And that, to me, that's the good news. The good news was never that he was going to kill somebody for us. The good news that... Jesus was talking about was the fact that God loves you. He just wants a relationship with you. Let's stop being weird about it. So I'm, I'm done preaching, but that's, that's just how I feel about it. And, and so for whatever somebody's doing to try to understand their own spirituality or to ignore it has nothing to do with how the source of the universe, whatever you want to call that source, the universe itself, if you want to call it love, if you want to call it God, uh, if you want to call it the code, whatever you want to call it, our response doesn't affect something that's greater than the whole universe. That source is still reaching out to us regardless of how we feel about it. So for me to say, oh, you you practice witchcraft? You must be evil. Is that because it said it in the Old Testament? Because it also said in the Old Testament not to eat shellfish. It also said bestiality was okay. And it also said uh, being married to uh, 700 wives is okay. But for some reason now polyamory is a bad thing. I, so, hey, I don't think it's a bad thing. Right. So, you know, explain to me why we can throw parts out and others not. It's, and I'll explain it. It's because instead of looking at it as the big love letter from the cosmos, we're looking at it as a rule book. And it's not a rule book. It's a letter of love from the cosmos. And the reason it's in that form is because that's the form we understood at the time. There's, there's certain things in the Bible that first, like, um, how do I say this? There's a lot of things in there that I, 
strongly don't agree with that I that people align with and that they there are a lot of religions that the mm-hmm. women are less than the men that the men have to make all the choices make all the decisions um well there's two problems go ahead uh number one they were written by bitter old men mm-hmm. number two it's then interpreted by bitter old men yes so yeah like for example and i and forgive me for for overtaking what you were saying but it just i i get so angry that we choose to believe that crap not you but people who call themselves christians choose to believe that crap because the same guy who wrote the letter that said hey when your women don't know what's talking going on in the church service tell them to be quiet and ask their questions at home to a community where women weren't allowed to learn and so if they wanted to know anything they would have to ask their husbands and he said hey let that happen at the house don't interrupt what's going on. He also wrote, hey, I want to make a shout out to uh, this bishop over here. Her name is so-and-so. She did a great job. They ignore the one and say women can't be over men. And ignore the fact that he actually shouted out somebody who was over men. And by the way, I think Paul was a product of his... Uh, time frame as well and so there's a lot of things that are blatantly sexist because that he thought it was okay yeah and i can understand that being back in the time period um so how do you how do you choose what you are going to follow that's in the bible and then what you are not going to follow and what you what you don't believe because in the same aspect of there are things that you don't take out. There are also things, you know, as we've discussed that other people um, don't take out as well, not taking out the loving messages, whatever. So. Yeah. Excellent question. Uh, And here's the thing. I test all of scripture against Jesus Christ. And I, I test even that against what he said was the bottom line because they came to him and they said, what's the bottom line? How do I get to heaven? He said, the bottom line is love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. The rest of it is noise. And so if it doesn't line up with those two things, it's not that I throw it out. It's just, it's that it's not that important. So let me give you an example. If I had a priest in a community where polyamory was illegal trying to marry more than one person i would tell them don't break the laws that's stupid right mm-hmm. but if i had a church member in the same area go hey the three of us want to get married i'd be like good on you you do you boo okay because there's a difference between having to have rules for the leadership and what is actual spiritually true and what i think is spiritually true is jesus the, the bible says god's god said that he would write his law upon our hearts. And he also said that he would pour out his spirit on all flesh. He didn't say all Christians. He said all flesh. And so I think all of us, if we stop the noise and stop trying to be right and stop worrying about what the guy next to us is doing and just seek within, we'll know the answer. Will there be times when we're confused and we need to seek counsel? Absolutely. There will be times we need to do that. But ultimately, if it goes against being loving, probably a bad plan. 
I could see that. So would you say that when that you tend to structure your belief around the actual teachings of Jesus and what Jesus specifically said versus what the filler things are? Then that's my intention. Okay. Uh, do I fail? Probably daily. <laughs> but here's the thing. You, you were talking about a safe place where you could go and, and, and talk to somebody and be heard mm-hmm. and then respond with your own beliefs. Yeah. Don't be surprised when somebody comes to me and says, well, I think you're wrong and here's why. And I go, you know what? You're right. I got I to gotta fix that. Because it's not about being right all the time. It's about being loving all the time. And when I have to be right, when being right is more important than somebody else's mental health, I promise you I'm the problem. See, I think that we just need more of that. And that's, and that's what I want with these kinds of conversations is I want for people to be able to see that if they do want to, um, you know, believe in Jesus's teachings and, and to follow that, that there is a healthy way that they can do that. And it doesn't have to be the ways that they were raised in. No, it doesn't. I do believe that there can be a place that the structure of a religion can help someone. But I also believe, and I'm including my own, I also believe there is a point where that religion becomes a poison. Yes. When that religion is more important than the truth that it's based on, it's time to walk away. See, I, I have a problem with, and, and I'll, I'll say it's an actual problem with, I have a problem with um, religions where they are specifically being taught that anybody who doesn't believe what they believe is evil. Um, or that, you know, if people uh, say happy birthday to you without realizing that you practice a certain faith and that you don't, you know, celebrate your birthday or, or mm-hmm. holidays or anything, that we're just evil people who aren't, aren't recognizing, you know, God or whatnot. Right. And for me, um, I tend to do I say this? I don't have any grace or like patience with that. And that's something that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I, and I'm going to, I'm going to just be honest. If I see that there's a woman who is so brainwashed that she can't have conversations without her husband there or whatnot, in my mind, I'm like, what a weak bitch that can't figure out how to figure something else out and that she's going to treat people like this and, and judge other women when she's the weird one for not having a backbone. Exactly. Exactly. Cause I do see the point where somebody might go, you know what? I'm a weak bitch. I can't have a conversation with another man without my husband around. Yeah. And that's totally legit. But when she starts judging other women for doing it, no, no. And you'll notice, I challenge you go find in the scripture. If, if you're willing and, and able to, to do this, uh, for those that it caused damage to, please don't. Just don't don't hurt yourself. But for those who can read scripture, I challenge you to find Jesus going off on anybody that wasn't a part of the Jewish religion. It was his religion he was going off on. Now, and I don't say that because, you know, so he, you know, he was nice to Christians. I don't mean that. I mean, it was the people that were supposed to be bringing people to God that were doing the opposite. That's who his anger was towards. Sounds kind of familiar to your anger. 
Yeah. You're getting angry at people that claim to be bringing, bringing people to God, but all they do is push them away. And if you don't believe in God, that's fine. Treat me how you want. And I'm not going to blame your God for it. But if you say you believe in God and then you treat me rude, guess who I think's doing it to me? I also have, I guess I have a lot of anger when it comes to even, even the religion that I was raised in, in Christian science, you know, mm-hmm. um, I have my grandmother who died because in Christian science, they don't believe in taking medications or going to the doctor. They believe in, in praying to heal you. Sure. And so I have a grandmother who died of, um, cancer, um, in her, in her uterus or, or something like that. And she literally just bled out because mm-hmm. she was a Christian, proud Christian science woman who wasn't going to go to the doctor. And, you know, the, the people taking care of her were my family members who are also generational Christian scientists. And so my growing up was people using people dying because they put so much faith into what the fucking Bible says and a right. certain couple of verses that were written by old men, however long ago. And, and so yeah. I, I love these conversations because I want to understand people who are able to, like you, who are able to take the Bible and teachings in a healthy way, because I believe in Jesus. I believe in what Jesus's messages are, but I also um, believe that Jesus didn't want um, Jesus wouldn't have been like, Oh yeah rely on God and die. Right. If, if modern medicine had been around, I think that Jesus would have been like these, you know, this is healings that we have now be healed. Absolutely. If someone could have gotten a cure for leprosy. He'd have been like, cool, I'll save my energy. <laughs> right. And, and, and they talk about, let's talk magic just for a second. They talk about how evil it is to, to do magic or how evil it is uh, to, to, do astrology and all that stuff, but then they'll praise these. And they think there's three of them, by the way, which is hilarious. These three magicians who are the ones that came and told Herod, Hey, you got a kid that was born. That's going to be King. Uh, not their best move by the way, but still they, they saw in the stars, Hey, something's going on. It's time for these prophecies to be fi- prophecies, by the way, come on. Um, they to saw be it fulfilled. in the stars, astrology. Right, exactly, exactly. And, you know, and, and the tarot cards told them, hey, it's time, go get him. And so they went, and it was more than three, by the way. They just say it's three because it was three major gifts. But they went and found him, and these are wizards they're talking about. A coven of wizards going out to give the message that they found in the stars. Sounds pretty magical to me. Absolutely, and it is. And it just baffles me that people can be so... now. Am I saying that somebody who's a Christian should go do magic? Well, if you think that's a bad thing, then brother, you better stay away from it. Right. But also keep your mouth shut about those who are strong enough. And uh, that, by the way, is scriptural. I feel like I want the name of your episode now to be, but also keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. In, in, Rome, in, in Romans, it says... And it talk, it's, it's talking specifically about days. And it talks about some, uh, some celebrate some days and some celebrate them all of the same. And don't worry about it because however they're doing it, they're doing it to God. So just keep your mouth shut. It's not a big deal. And then it talks about uh, eating meat 
that was sacrificed to idols. And for those who don't, that, that know better that, okay, just, just do your thing because it's not about you. It's about them. Right. You can eat that meat if they offer it. Then it says, those of you that are too weak to be able to do that, then don't eat the meat, but don't, don't be mad at them for being strong enough to be able to do it. Sorry, go ahead. Speaking of meat. I was going to say, speaking of meat, well, it's not really meat. It's flesh and, and blood. Mm-hmm. But how is it not considered a witchcraft ceremony to be partaking in eating the flesh and drinking the blood when you're having crackers and wine? Because you're saying a blessing over it. You're infusing the energy of turning that into a sacrificial offering to connect you guys as a, as a union. And then that happens a lot in Catholicism church that they Mm -hmm. eat the flesh and drink the wine in which they're also using smoke and lanterns in order to put everybody into a meditative state, which is the exact same that you're doing when you sage or you cleanse an area, when you're in a circle or a group and you say a prayer over the whole congregation, which is exactly what you do in witchcraft when you are starting a circle and and putting in a prayer for protection. And so I don't understand, and you probably aren't going to either because you don't judge people for this, but I don't understand how that is godly. But then if it's done in, you know, a witch ceremony then all of a sudden that's of the devil and you're trying to bring in negative energy. I don't, is there somewhere in the Bible that says that the way that you do a prayer or the way that you do a cleansing or an herb that you use, that that is quote unquote of the devil? Uh, I got a one word answer as to why they think that. Okay. Ignorance. Um, and I, I don't mean that to insult anybody. It's just lack of knowledge, ignorance. Um, because when a witch is doing those things, why are they doing them? Because that's the way of praying. When a Catholic is doing those things, why is the Catholic doing them? Because that's their way of praying. Yeah. So where's the problem? Uh, now for, for those who are like, well, but in witchcraft, because this can be true under the right circumstances. Okay. Those, those in witchcraft are summoning a demon and that's anti-Christian. But we're okay. not. Okay. I understand. But I'm saying that it can be true that someone is trying to do that using those things. That it can be true. So now we're going to judge everybody by what can be true? Right. And, and again, I understand that that's not actually what's going on, but there could be somebody in ignorance going, Hey, let's do this thing. Cause people are, people are strange and they do strange things. Sure. Uh, but when it comes to the body and blood, the basic ceremony itself is based on what Jesus said to do. Now the bells and whistles and the smells and bells, as I call them, those are extra and they're done for the same reason that they're done in witchcraft. But the principle and, and the argument that a Christian will give you is that the principal difference is that we as Christians are, are calling out to the God of the universe. To which the witches that I know, and I can't speak for all of them, but the witches that I know will respond with, yeah, and. Mm-hmm. So there, there is some willful, willful ignorance there where someone says, but I'm following the Bible 
and you're not is going to continually fall in. But the reality of it is they're not following the Bible past quoting Christ. The, those words, an incantation is what you would call it, I guess. Uh, those words that he told us to speak are there. But the rest of the things that we do, which I think God allows for anyone to do because he made us creators and, and he allows us to do the things that we need to do to help us on the path that we've chosen to be on. Right. Now, um, something else that I, um, in Exodus, they talk about the, the breastplate that like priests would wear and yes. that Jesus had one and they had stones in them that represented certain things and they would use them to assist them in healing. Yes. So stones are so specifically correlated with witchcraft because we, we use stones for the elements that those stones have. I'm so curious at where that becomes witchcraft, because if I'm not mistaken, I think that Jewish priests still use the, the breastplates. Uh, they do in theory. Okay. Because uh, that's a temple thing. And while the temple isn't up, I'm not sure that anybody does. I, I'm not saying yes or no because I'm not Jewish. Uh, but at least in theory, it's supposed to still be there. Um, when it comes to Christians, I can't speak for all Christians and all flavors, but I can speak from my perspective. Um, I think using, even for people that are like, that is so witchcraft, don't do it. Even for those people that think that way, uh, they should be able to use those stones the same way that we can use Easter. Huh. I like that. Because we claim Easter back because, yeah, maybe there were uh, pagan, maybe certain things about it was meant pagan before, but we're using because Jesus was resurrected. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, God made the stones, so I'm claiming those too. I mean, there's, there's really no reason for anybody to run from something. Now there, there is, there is something that I do want to, to point out to, to be fair to Christians. Please do. Uh, there is a scripture that says to uh, avoid all appearance of evil. And so sometimes in ignorance, they will avoid things because they're afraid it will look evil. And, and I'm okay with that. Uh, that's the same thing as, um, I won't be alone with a man who's not my husband because that, that may look bad. Okay, good. Fine. Just don't judge anybody else for it. And if you're avoiding the appearance of evil and you're like, okay, I'm not going to use crystals because it looks like it's something other than what I believe. So I'm not going to use it. Okay, fine. But, but I don't do believe the assumptions, they, but don't make the assumptions. But, but at the same time, I, I do think if, if they actually studied it and understood they would see that there's really because here's the reality of it. If the Bible is an attempt at communication between the divine and the human, and we're doing our best to understand what it says, there will just by definite, assuming that that's the truth and assuming that that's the way you have to believe, then just by definition, there has to be people who don't have that tool. Yes. And when Jesus heard that they had told the guy to stop casting out demons because he wasn't, they weren't with Jesus. Jesus said, knock it off. If they're not against me, they're for me. Mm -hmm. Jesus said that just because they don't know what this book is, 
doesn't mean that you get to go around telling them to quit doing what they're doing. That's what he said. Listen to Jesus. That's what I'm saying. If you claim to listen to him, <laughs> then listen to all the words. You know, don't don't pick and choose. Because I, you know, I a witch who picks and chooses which portions that she's going to listen to is cool. Because that's what she says she's doing from the beginning, right? Or he. Right. But a quote unquote follower of Christ who does the same thing, that just you're a hypocrite. Shut up. Well, and then too, it, you know, it goes into the judging what everybody else is doing. It, people yep. who judge so harshly what everybody else is doing care so much about the look of things, but inside their own homes, they always are the most broken and have the most secrets because since they expect for everybody else to look certain ways, that's what they're trying to do with their own self. And so there ends up being this hypocrisy of it's okay for them to have husbands that cheat or, or, you know, that they, they have affairs or, or whatever happened. I'm using sure. marital things yeah. um, because that's an obvious, but then it's crazy sinning when other people do it. And I feel like it's, the same thing of well my religion is the absolute best and you have to do this and if you don't then fuck you and right. i'm gonna judge what you're doing and it all ends up going into this roundabout tie where really the focus of everybody's thing is i'm just here on a giant floating rock in space and just trying to figure out why i'm here and what spiritual purpose i have and um i want i would love to see there just be this acceptance of everybody being like, I don't believe that you do that. I'm going to do this over here. We can talk and I want to understand why you believe this thing, but mm -hmm. I don't actually believe that, you know, without it being condescending. And yeah. that's, that's where I hope we can one day get. Absolutely. And I think the place where we start is to understand that the words that we are using represent truth. They aren't the truth. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, there's something bigger and, and it that's scriptural, by the way, his ways are higher than our ways is what it says. His thoughts. I love being high. Greater than our thoughts. It's bigger than what we have. So we got to understand that the words that we're using to understand the truth isn't the truth itself. It's like people will, uh, uh, Catholics will say that uh, Orthodox are uns unscriptural or unholy because they use, icons and orthodox will say well uh catholics are wrong because they use actual crucifixes guys nobody's looking at that wood and nobody's looking at that paint thinking that that's the point it's whatever it represents it's the thing behind it in the same with the words for example and by the way if we were talking about your faith or mm -hmm. somebody else's faith i wouldn't be talking about the bible and jesus so much I just, I just want to make that clear because I, I understand. And here, let me give you that example. I believe that when Jesus said, no man comes to the Father but by me, that number one, if you actually understand the situation, Father is just because that's the words that they used. Uh, and when it says no man comes to the Father, once again, it was the, the situation that they were in that he just meant no human can come to the source except... And then Jesus said, by me, he did not mean they have to know my name. It is I get my, that. It is my belief that what he meant was, listen to what I'm telling you, and you'll get there. You'll be fine. 
because the gospel is that God loves you, not that he killed somebody for you. Right. Now, I do think he killed himself for us, but he allowed us to do it because we said, let his blood be upon our hands. Because, you know, they said, what do you want to do with this guy? And we said, kill him because that's what we want. And God said, all right, that's fine. Just do what you got to do. Fine. Do you believe me now? Because it's, it was always about the, the, the universe created these beings in, in the image of the universe, the source. Your headphones unplugged. Yes, they did. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we have a drinking game to get to anyways, so we yes, can we always do. wrap this up and, and we can head over there and have some fun. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, uh, my husband just got back from grabbing a drink. And so we will all show you that over on the Patreon. And um, where we left off was we were just talking about source and the universe um, creating um, basically vessels that was sounding like. Yeah, basically, actually more than that, because if I'm my son is in the image of me. Right. So mm -hmm. my little image who's not so little anymore, he's 22 and in the army, but my little image can do everything that I can do. There you go. Right. It's, it's more than just, as a matter of fact, at one point Jesus said, you know, all this stuff that I do, you're going to do that and more, but we can believe everything else he says, but we can't believe that. But anyway, um, he wanted to, and I keep saying he just because of history, but I don't really think that gender plays a role in it at all. Uh, but, Source said, I want to interact with myself. So I'm going to break these little sparks off and interact with myself. Like one day I decided I eventually want to have kids. I'm going to do that. I, so I did the same thing God did. I made little me's. And that's also scripture, little Elohim's. It's in, in Psalms, but I digress. So the, the point is... We get so caught up in the do's and don't do's when that wasn't the point. Like, I believe a lot of the don't do's was just about don't get yourself hurt because this is a bad plan. Don't do that. Right. But the point was, hey, let's, let's be together. Let's do this thing. And we're like, well, I can't be with you because I'm not doing it right. So let me figure out how to do it right. Hey, over there, you're not doing it right. He doesn't like you. You're doing it wrong. And completely missed the point. And then we blame him for it. My husband just came in with like a charcuterie board of drinks and glasses for us to do this Patreon segment. I think we're done. <laughs> I'm ready. And we have a we have a liquor called Kinky. Nice. Kinky Aloha. Kinky Aloha. Kinky Aloha. It says to do it with pineapple, so I brought that. Awesome. Thank that, you. That sounds like a play on Sex on the Beach. You know what? I think it might be. It is a four tropical fusion, a tropical fusion of coconut, pineapple, and lime. I'm allergic to coconut, but we also have a coconut seltzer to wash it down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or pineapple. Do you, do you take requests? Yes. I have, I have a, a major request. Live. Yeah, this whole feeding yourself things you're allergic to please live just please live <laughs> please please we, live. well people are gonna have to tune into patreon to see whether i live or die see if you is your face gonna swell up will your lips overlap <laughs> um, this is, they gotta come see this is this is amazing stuff
It's amazing. Yeah. I won't tell you what kind of allergic reactions I have. You just get to tune in and see if it's anaphylactic or not. Have, have something to open your throat up. That's all I'm asking. Just be able to breathe. <laughs> have something to open your throat up. That, uh. that might be the, uh, that might be the quote. Actually <laughs> for the. <laughs> oh, this is the most disorganized ending of a podcast I've had yet. I love it. I think it's amazing. I think it really is attuned to um, the friendship that we have here of just, it's always just chaos and fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're actually um, one of my favorite bipedal humanoids. What is a bipedal humanoid? Uh, You walk on two legs and you're shaped like a human. Well, thank you. I love that. One of my my favorite bipedal humanoids. Well, you're one of my favorite bipedal humanoids. I want to ask, do you have anything that you, a final message that you would like somebody to take when they leave your episode today? Yes. There's a place in the Bible where it says to love your neighbor as yourself. And I want to put emphasis on the last part of that sentence. If it's to be loving towards other, then it must be loving towards you as well. So just because I say you need to love God and love your neighbor, don't forget you fall into that. Yes. If it's hurting you, get away from it. If my words cause you pain, I'm the problem, not you. Protect yourselves. Love yourselves. Love others. And by healing yourself, then you will be healed enough to offer water to others. A swimmer should never help try to save somebody if they themselves aren't strong enough to swim by the, alone. <laughs>